Welcome to Friend and Foe Adventure Co., an immaturely mature Bunkers and Badasses actual play podcast. I am God. I am Riley. I am the BM, the Balmo- I mean, I mean, the Bunker Master. I shape the world around the characters who you will meet in this first episode. Real briefly, I'll tell you that the Psycho is played by Matt. Mechromancer is played by Phil. Mech Pilot, which is a custom class I made, is played by Kyle. And then the Siren Infuser, another custom class, is played by Phaleon. This is the first episode, so I hope you will be a little bit forgiving of random sounds, random audio issues, people in the background, kids playing, etc., etc. I promise that it does get at least a little bit better. I have gone back and I have months and months later remastered this first episode to try and take out some of those issues. I added some music, added some sound effects. So if you listen to the next episode, it may or may not have the updated sound. I am working on remastering all of the episodes, but I'm just replacing the old episodes with the remasters as I do them. And that's a long process. Bunkers and Badasses is a mix kind of of some sci-fi type stuff with guns, weapons, energy shields, uh, technology, but there's also fantasy. There's orcs, there's goblins, there's trolls. It's just like a cool fusion of two genres mixed together. Again, first episode, we didn't know all of the rules, so there are plenty of things that we screw up. Some of them we eventually fix, some of them we just make it into a little bit of a homebrew rule. Plenty of adjustments happen, just like most tabletop RPGs. Welcome to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. I have rambled long enough. Enjoy. So, you want to hear a story? One of valiant heroes triumphant in their fight against the forces of evil, of heroes seeking fame and glory. Well, too bad. Some heroes are more flames and gory. Welcome to Elaspis, a place where laws are more like suggestions where people can be whatever they want, and for better or worse, many people want to be terrible people. Really, it's a world of grade A, amoral a-holes. But hey, don't be so judgmental. Plenty of terrible people are completely likable. I'm not saying these quote-unquote heroes are likable. I'm just saying you're a bad person if you judge them. Take this psycho, for example. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. A piece of paper blew into his camp, advertising a magical school where kids can ride brooms and learn magic. New episodes Thursdays. At the bottom, an address. (laughs) Really, it's a miracle he can read at all. Unfortunately, his reading comprehension is lacking, for if he understood what an echo cast was, he probably wouldn't be wandering into Geohold right this second. We join this psycho as he's walking into this large town. There's a wall that surrounds the city. This is one of the largest cities in Alaspis, and it's busy, it's very D&D, I mean B&B, very fantasy, medieval type large city. So this paper blew into your encampment, right? What kind of encampment were you in before? What were you doing before this? I think I was probably just living in like a like a lean-to, kind of, on the side of the road. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, just made out of random junk. Nice. Did you have any friends or or other psychos that you hung out with? Yeah, probably now and then. I don't think there were any that were, like, permanently around. Just More like of, acquaintances? Yeah. 
acquaintance psychos. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And then you saw this paper and you read it and it talked about a magical school and it drew you to the city where you wanted to learn magic? Yep. I uh, thought it was an invitation for me to go to the school to learn magic. Follow your dreams, right? Hey, anything's possible. Yeah, that's right. As you get to the gate, everyone's kind of staring at you. They seem uncomfortable. Psychos don't normally come into town, and if they do, they're usually not this calm. They're usually attacking or in your face or yelling. They're just keeping a watchful eye on you. So this guy with a cowboy hat, trench coat, he walks up to you and says, Hey there, bud. What you doing here? All right, I think I just show him the paper. He looks at the paper and he says, Oh, oh, you're looking for Holly first. Well, come on in. You know, I, got, I know right where that is. Just come with me. He starts to walk and kind of lead you with him. Okay, I go with him. I'm excited. He's taking me to learn magic. Yeah, that's great, right? Yeah. You walk down a couple streets and then turn in and he leads you into a building and opens these iron bars and says, okay, you're just gonna wait in here for orientation. Okay. There's already one person sitting on a bench in there. All right, I go in. I don't, I don't suspect a thing. Everything's great. He puts you in there, he shuts the iron bars, and then he goes over and sits down at a desk next to another guy who's standing there. Legends of mythical vaults give origin to many adventurers. Even if the Echo Cast myth exploders ruled it a myth, those that answer the call to adventure are still called vault hunters. In reality, it's all about that loot and gold. Doing odd jobs and chasing down rumors of treasures, they may never realize that owning more things and being rich won't bring them true happiness. But their misery means there's people out there to do the dirty jobs others don't want to. So we'll take it. Even if they find greatness, many find it's hard to hold on to. This ex-assassin, ex-all-human parts, seeks to find that which is lost from those that he lost. So we join in on Tarquin, who has been on adventures before, but since, since those adventures, he's lost his party, he's lost his treasures, and he's lost an arm. Did you also lose a leg? Uh, I lost an eye. Oh, an eye. That's what it was. We're joined here, and he is in Geohold doing what? Basically just getting drunk all the time. I'm, I'm a mess. I've, I've lost my treasure. I've lost my, my group. And I'm just, I'm at an all-time low. I'm spending all my time in the, the dives of Geohold, hoping to catch any sort of uh, whisper of my previous uh, group of friends or what they did with my goddamn treasure uh, but most of the time just just getting drunk so are you in a bar right now i think i probably am in a bar right me and gladys we are in the bar oh i forgot to tell you gladys uh i realized this afterwards gladys only comes when you summon her oh god well okay just me then <laughs> okay <laughs> Maybe maybe sometimes when I'm really drunk, I'll still talk to Gladys anyway, like she's there. There's no rule about you not being able to communicate to her. Or yeah. you could even just summon her as one of your <laughs> X amount of times outside of combat per day. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Just, I'm lonely. I'm going to use my alt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she'll uh, she'll never betray me. So what's the bar you're at? It's called the uh, Rusty Bucket. And it's, I'm not going to lie, it's not the finest establishment in Geohold. It's dark, it's dingy, the floors are sticky, and uh, the drinks taste like motor oil. Hey, but it's a place to drink, and they aren't too expensive, right? Absolutely. The bartender pours you another drink and says, You've been coming here for a while now. What, what, what's your story? Why are you here? Well, my good fellow, I've had plenty of time to practice this speech. So sit down, have yourself a quadruple sec on me, and listen to the tragic tale of Tarquin Britstone. I used to have it all. I used to have a loyal group of friends. I used to have untold magical treasure. But then, one day, I lost everything. And now I am this miserable creature that you see before you. Have you heard of the wizard's wand, mate? Oh. I used to own that. And now, someone's taken it from me. Well, who took it? I don't know. Probably one of my backstabbing, backstabbing ex-friends. Scott off the bus. Grr, damn him. Cosmender, what a bitch. And the other one, what's his name? Robin something? Robin Eagle? Robin Bastard, more like. Pour me another one. Pour me another one. <laughs> he pours you another one. Cheers. Most of Alaspis is a lawless place, but several cities have their own laws and ways of upholding them. It's a thankless job with decent pay, a good way to make money and pursue other hobbies. One can only handle it for so long before succumbing to something more. Some hobbies are costly though, yo. So how does one pay for their expensive hobbies when they can't do the job? They do whatever it takes. So we join Mercurius in Geohold. What is Mercurius doing? Oh, I suppose I am looking for work because my robot needs an oil change and I no longer am employed. Can't afford to do it. I what mean, did you it, used to do? I was a lawyer until there was a tragic accident and months of physical therapy. I lost uh, my right arm below the elbow and both legs below the knee. And now I can't do lawyering anymore because I got I got issues. <laughs> Have you been doing many adventures before and many bounties or... Yeah, just light mercenary work, you know, cleaning up skag populations that are getting too close to civilization or hunting down roving bandits. Just little things. Haven't really done anything impressive yet. Here we join you mid-adventure. Mid You're tracking down a skag, a pet skag that a little oh, yeah. girl lost. She offered you some gold to track it down. Where where has this adventure brought you? Where has the the trail led you to to find this skag? Well, I suppose I am in town just asking random passers-by if they've... Have you seen this dog? Have you seen this dog? This skag, I'm sorry. You ask one person and they say, Oh yeah, I recognize that skag. I saw it go down that alley over there. It was rifling through some garbage. All right, Shady Alley. Uh, I'm, I'm game. Let's go. Truck down the alley. So you go down that alley and you hear some rustling in the the garbage. Okay, let's inspect. Let's uh, investigate. As you get closer, the garbage flies up. A pile of garbage just explodes and a skag comes out. It's a lot bigger than you thought it would be. It's about uh, chest high 
and it's just playing in that garbage, but then it sees you and it just bolts. It takes off going the opposite direction further down the alley and turns another way, turns left. Oh, crap. Okay. Hot pursuit. Let's go get them. Okay, you get to that intersection and then you look down there and you can't see where the skag went, but there are tracks. There's multiple tracks leading off in that direction. Okay, so uh, in in so there's tracks leading every which way. Yeah. Shoot. And some of the tracks lead down other alleyways. Some go straight. Some go left, right. This might be a bust. I don't know if I can catch this thing. It seems big and fast. Um, <laughs> let's let's do an investigate check. Let's uh, check it out. Okay. So you're gonna roll your insight to try and find the right tracks. I'm looking at eight. You see a couple that look like they could be skag marks. One of them goes straight forward and you can't see the end of it. And then another one goes and it looks like it climbs up one of the dumpsters on the left and then jumps up on top of a, a big cl- like a ledge on a building and scurry marks that lead on top of the building. Okay. Well, I'm uh, maybe not the most limber, but I'm going to follow the one on top of the roof. Let's do a traverse check now. Look at you. You get all the checks. <laughs> six. Damn it. <laughs> Just six. I'm going to eat shit. <laughs> no, no. You made it. All but right. it's not graceful. It's the most awkward looking like climb. Half of your body is on there. You know, like the top half of your oh, body yeah. is on there. And then you try and like rotate and slowly get your leg up there. Legs are scrabbling. Yeah, they're just scrabbling on the side. They're kicking your way up, and you get up that. Strike a pose at the top. (laughs) Triumphant, yeah, on top of the the garbage. You're only halfway there, and then you (laughs) do the same exact thing to get on top of the building. Very good. That sounds like me. Alaspis is a magical place where lots of unexplainable things happen. You know, what's, what's magic but science unexplained? None are more magical than sirens. They are the strongest of the the sorcerers, of necromancers. There's only a few of them. Nobody knows exactly how they are in existence or where they come from. But here in Geoholt, we join one such siren. She is accompanied by a little friend. So Kimmy, what is your little friend? Um, my friend is a hummingbird named Pigeon. Is your hummingbird like a very ordinary hummingbird or is it going to be like a fantasy hummingbird with like a normal hummingbird body with dragon wings or something like that? No, it's just a normal hummingbird who's got some some special abilities. Uh, and what's your name? Phaleon. So what brings you to Geohold? I am searching for a sweater for my hummingbird friend Pigeon. Awesome. Okay, well, you find yourself in a pet store, and you're talking with the owner of the establishment. You're looking for what? I'm looking for the perfect sweater for my hummingbird. I don't know if you're going to... A hummingbird? I, you don't even see those around here. I've never seen it. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's just this little teeny thing darting around rapidly. Like it's got ADHD or something. I, 
I don't think we have, we don't have, if you wanted something for a skag, I got a nice mercenary day sweater for skags, but I, I got nothing for, for a hummingbird, a little bird like that. Okay, that's not very helpful, but I appreciate you communicating with me. Well, I, I feel for you, and I think that, I think you're going to have better luck if you just go to a custom tailor and have them make you something nice, something custom for your your sweet little hummingbird. Perfect. I will go to a tailor's to hopefully get a sweater for a pigeon. They tell you where you can go straight to hell. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> they tell you and you start walking there and on your way you see these four kids just bullying one kid. He's on the ground and they're laughing and occasionally kicking him and calling him names. Oh, well, I want to stop that, so I'm going to go over there. Levy, you're just a little dummy dumb pants. You got nothing going for you. Your dad left you. Your mom, she works at the saloon and really doesn't get much much tips because she's not very good at her job. We're just kids. We're not good at, at insults, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how kids insult people? All the time. <laughs> and then they kick him in the stomach. And go, stop, guys. Hey, what's going on here? And Pigeon is like zigzagging all over. He's upset, too. They're startled by you and look over at you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ow. Uh, we're just playing. We're just playing a game, lady. What's your problem? What is that thing? Well, this is my hummingbird pigeon, and he's obviously upset. That's not like any pigeon I've seen. Well, his name is Pigeon. He's not a pigeon. What? Okay, well, it's not going to hurt us, is it? Well, if you keep messing around and you don't stop being mean, he's going to throw a fit. They look kind of scared. Roll a talk check. So, seven? Uh, They don't seem very intimidated by you. They just look at you and they go, leave us alone. We're just, we're just playing our games, okay? Right, Levy? And Levy looks up and says, yeah, yeah, we're just playing. I get to be a part of the group. Well, I don't want to just leave them because I know they're going to mess around again. That's a good point. If you want to try something else, you can. Maybe Hummingbird does something. His name is Pigeon, God damn it, Riley. Maybe Pigeon does something. (laughs) Well, I don't want to hurt them, but maybe he just, like, does his little magic to kind of scare them. Okay, I'm going to phase-infuse Pigeon. Which element? You can choose between fire or shock. I'm going to do shock. Pigeon, who's already darting around rapidly, bursts into electricity. Just blue lightning bolts kind of zapping around it, and it's moving even more frantically now. The kids jolt away and go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, no, no, no. They run off, all of them, even Levy. But they all scatter to different directions. So you broke it off. Good. That was my plan all along. (laughs) Nailed it. We go back to the psycho in the jail. The two guys outside, the man that brought you in and another man are talking He's saying, he was just wandering the streets. He just came in like he belonged here. We know there's a bounty on all of these psychos. 
They're wanted for murder, banditry, public indecency, trespassing, loitering, talking too loudly at libraries, and a long list of other offenses. They're just the worst. And he just came with me. He, he's looking for this magical school, which it's just this hit echo cast. He doesn't realize that it's an echo cast. The other guys, man, bandits sure are stupid, huh? So you're in this cell waiting for uh-huh. your orientation. And there's a guy that's sitting on a bench in there with you. I think I'm going to ask the guy that's in the cell then something like, did you murder someone? Because <laughs> you think they're talking about him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He says, no, they got me here on tax evasion. It's even worse. Who's going to pay taxes to the Council of Turds, huh? This is a dumb city. It's a dumb law. Yeah. We shouldn't have to pay taxes. Uh, You're not too bright, are you? Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not gonna not respond to that. Yeah, but you look like a tough guy. You know, I might have use of your skills. I think I kind of, you know, just like cock my head a little bit and like put my hands up. Like, hmm? just stick with me. I'm. I'll take care of you. Okay. Okay. I like the strong, silent time. You hear loud noises and screaming outside, and then you see people running one direction, and then skeletons are just chasing them that direction. The two officers are at the desk. They shoot up and they go, what the hell? Oh, oh vaulty vault. I gotta go take care of that. Look, I, This looks like a job for both of us. They both run out. We join back to Tarquin in the bar. He is now being tapped on the shoulder by another guy saying, did I hear you mention the wizard's wand? Yeah, what of it? I heard that that was just a myth. I think you're lying. Nah, swear down, mate. I held it with my very own hand. Stop fibbing. I don't believe you. That hand? You're a one-armed dummy. You're just some drunk. Oh, yeah? Let's take it outside, then, and we'll see who's got the balls to call me a drunk, you little rat. Okay, bring it on. He tucks in his stool, because he's proper, walks outside. I'm going to follow him. Okay. Uh, He puts up his fists and he's kind of sluggish because he's been drinking a bit too. Uh, And then he just throws a punch at you. Okay, well, I'm going to use my bionic arm to try and grab his fist, you know, grab his arm in midair before it hits me. Okay. Roll a... Let's do a interact check. Uh, Oh, dear. Seven total. He... Your hand goes up in front of it And he punches your hand and punches your hand into your face. So it padded it a little bit. You take like one point of damage to your shields. He realizes, wait, you've got shields? What the hell? Yeah, mate, it's shields. You you might be legit. I did try and tell you. Now, that first hit's for free. So I'm going to use my non-bionic arm to just lamp him back. So you're going to roll melee damage. So first you roll your accuracy, which is a d20. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> wait, and I add my number to it, do I? And, yeah, unless it's a one. It was a one. Oh, okay, so you... <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty drunk, so you swing at him and completely miss and fall to the ground, dust kicking up as you collapse. He goes, oh, you're even drunker than I am. And he kicks you while you're on the ground. And you take two more points of damage. 
This is all. This is all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Just admit it. Just admit that you are you're, that you're lying. Tarquin Britstone never lies. So from my position on the floor, I'm gonna unsling my sniper rifle and I'm gonna swing it into his shins. Let's do that as another melee. Uh, okay. So remind me accuracy. Yep. Oh my god! I got another one. <laughs> 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 I'm so drunk, I can see like three of him and I'm just swinging at the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, so you think you're about to hit him. Your sniper rifle swings through the third of this man and just goes right through him. And the sniper rifle slides out of your hand a couple feet away from you. And he just goes, I... Now I'm starting to feel bad, man. I, You just seem so pathetic. And all of a sudden... He gets shoved by a skeleton that runs past him uh, and he falls to the ground, sees the skeleton and scatters back a feared, oh, vault, no, oh, vault, no, and runs the other way, runs away from the skeleton. I am going to sort of bleary-eyed look up at the skeleton and say, why, thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It gives you a bony finger and continues to run away. You can tell, like, it's running towards the main street. Okay. Where a bunch of people are. Uh, Well, I'm going to very slowly and embarrassedly climb to my feet, and I suppose sort of head off in that general direction. If there's there's something going down, I want to know what it is. All right, we're back on the rooftop. You see the skag is up there playing in some clothes that were hanging to dry on top of the roof. Okay, can, can I try and lure him in? Uh, come here, boy. Come on. Good dog. Yeah, that's great. Do I have a, I guess I don't have, I probably don't have any treats or anything to lure him with, but I'm going to talk nice to him. Okay, do a talk check. Okay, so eight. It doesn't run away. It just keeps playing in the clothing. I will inch toward him, continuing to be nice until I can get close enough to put a leash on him or something. Let's do an interact check. Actually, let's do a let's do a sneak check first. Sneak check. Oh no. 10 plus 1 11. You make do. You get close enough to him. Now do an interact check. 11. He starts to wrestle with you a little bit and kick you. You take 1 point of damage to your shield. All right. And then you get the leash on him. So you've got him now. Yes. Got him. Okay. And I'll start heading back to the little girl who lost it. It was a little girl, right? Ah, who cares? The little bag of gold. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you see, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You get down the same way you came, right? Yeah, yeah. You hear screaming out of the alleyway in the main area. And some people are coming into the alleyway to get out of the way. And there's just two skeletons sprinting by. And and they go into, they just run past the alley where you see them. Okay, okay. That seems a little more pressing than a, a lost puppy dog. Can I bring the skag with me and follow these skeletons? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, okay, we're doing that. <laughs> we're doing this. All right, Phaleon, you have gotten to the tailor and there's, they're asking you questions about it. So what do you want? I want a little sweater for my hummingbird. It's not that tricky. It's just a small sweater. Okay, all right. Uh, can this thing hold still for longer than a minute so we can measure it? No. Okay, so how are you even going to get the sweater on it? Well, he'll stop for me for a little second. 
and I'll just like hold it and he'll just fly into the sweater. Okay, all right. So you want us to just kind of estimate and put put together a sweater. Perfect. Okay, yeah, we'll do that, but it's gonna cost you a little extra because this is a tricky custom job. It's gonna cost you 15 gold. Yep, that sounds good. Perfect, I'll pay you up front. As you pay him, you hear commotion outside of the building. Okay, I look outside. Okay, you see four skeletons coming together outside of the building. They're all sprinting in the same direction towards a building that's across the street from you. And a blue energy field goes up in front of the door and those skeletons are just pounding against that blue energy field. Okay, I think I want to get closer to see what's going on. Okay, so you you exit the building. Yes. And you're looking at those four skeletons. On your left comes a stumbling man with one arm, one eye, one robotic eye, and one robotic arm. I guess you've got two arms, just one's robotic and one's normal. That was a terrible description of Tarquin. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm shouting after the skeleton, like, come back, sir, I want to buy you a drink, because thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then on your right comes this how are you dressed, I guess? I don't know. You are an ex-lawyer, so do you dress in a suit? How do you dress? Button-up shirt with a tie, but then the leather vest. So, not black tie, but, you know, fairly nicely dressed. Business casual, I suppose. Cool. You're Yeah, you're classy looking. Yeah. So, that walks up holding a, a leash on a skag. <laughs> and the three of you are there kind of surrounding these skeletons now that are all busting at this door. Out of, it's a two-story building, and out of the top, a man pops out, and this guy looks very, very fancy. He's wearing white shirt with gold trim, and and you can tell, this guy's got money. He looks out there, and he sees you three not running away, and he says, you three seem like brave ones. Take care of these guys, and I'll pay you handsomely. Um, this puts me in a bit of a bind, actually, mate, because one of these skeletons did me a bit of a favour earlier. I can't just go and gank him now, can I? Uh, what would it take? What would it take for you to stop these people, stop these unpeople, from coming into my establishment? Do you know anything about the wizard's wand? Yeah, actually, I do know about the wizard's wand. All right, I'll solve your skeleton problem. You tell me what you know, yeah? Deal. Solve. And the rest of you... Does 20 gold sound good to solve this problem? Yeah, I like 20 gold. Sounds good to me. I'll do it. We'll stop there for you guys. And now, back to the psycho. The man who's sitting in the cell stands up and he says, It's time. And a hole in the floor opens up or drops. Like a circle in the floor just drops down below. And this woman pops up and says, All right, let's go, Key. And then the guy drops down into the hole. You hear from down below, Come on, I got work for you, my friend. Okay, I follow him. You get down in the hole, and there is a fairly large tunnel. The man and the woman are talking now. He says, Thank you, Nettie, you did me well. Now, take this young gentleman and finish the job. He heads one direction and tells you, the psycho, Nettie will take care of you, my friend. 
And she starts walking the other direction and motions you to come with her. I guess I'll go with her then. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So they walk down in d- different directions. I'm you... still convinced that I, uh, sorry, I'm still convinced that I'm going to uh, the magic school. So I'm just following. This is a, all part of orientation to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So <laughs> you get down a ways and all of a sudden these two rock turrets pop up and they start shooting at her, at both of you, and she summons up two skeletons from the ground. She's a necromancer. And these two skeletons come up and they start running towards the turrets and they're getting shot at. You are all now in combat. Even though you're in different combats, we're going to resolve this as if you were all together. Uh, So you're going to roll for initiative. 17 Taito. Ooh. 14. All right. I've got eight. I've got seven. (laughs) Tarquin finally getting higher than a one. (laughs) Doesn't matter too much. (laughs) Um, Can you just give it... So are all four skeletons banging at this door? Yes. So they're all together? Yep, they're all together. Right, mysterious fellows that I've just met in the street. If they're all, like, standing together, why don't we take a step back, chuck a grenade at them, kill them all with one go? Oh, you don't have any grenades to start out with. I don't have any grenades. I'm wasted. What is this? Oh. <laughs> Turns out... You throw a rock and wait for it to explode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Turns out... Turns out it's my own money pouch. I'm not going to throw a grenade. <laughs> um, in that case, chaps, I'm open to suggestions. All right. Well, I suppose we could shoot it, shoot at it until it dies. Hey, that's a good way to go. <laughs> it's not as flashy as the the grenade, but <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back on my usual tactic. I'm gonna take a step back. So I, and then I'm gonna get Babs my crappy sniper rifle, and first I am going to do my line of sight. So look through the scope to see if there's any weakness in the wall that I can exploit. I'm thinking shoot a bit of wall, bring a load of rocks crashing down on him. Bob's your uncle. So that's what I'm doing. Okay, let's do an insight check. Uh, fifteen total. It's pretty. It's a pretty solid building. It's a well built building so there's not anything that would come down in one shot or without some explosive force uh is that my go done or can i just shoot something now no you can just shoot now okay i'll shoot i'll aim for the head i'll go for one of the skeleton skulls okay so now you roll accuracy first okay so uh 11 total so that's one one blue Perfect. So then you'll roll your normal die that's listed on there, which I think is a d10. Uh, six. Oh, but I've got a plus one. Perfect. Because of your damage mod, right? Yes. So seven. Seven damage. All of the skeletons turn out and look towards you in sync. Do they They start singing and dancing? Bye, bye, (laughs) bye. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They start acting like puppets, like uh, marionette puppets. Oh, I love it. Oh, my, I'm next because uh, Psycho rolled higher than me, but he's in the other joint. Yeah, we'll do we'll do it. You group together and then them. 
I suppose I don't really have. I'm uh, since Tarquin's taken a step back. I'm going to maintain my position and shoulder my rifle and take a shot at oh the nearest skeleton. Uh, oh, that's a good roll. That's a 19. Accuracy mod is plus two. That puts me in the highest thing. You'll roll your d6 three times. And then you'll also roll a d12 because you got a critical. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine. 14 plus nine gives me 23. You shoot this skeleton with your combat rifle and it just dies, it explodes. It actually literally explodes a little bit, throwing the other skeletons a few squares away from it and they get up right away. All right, I look cool in front of my new friends. <laughs> All right, Phaleon, what do you do? So there's two skeletons left and one of them is damaged. Okay, I'm going to take a couple steps backwards and pull out my sniper, my crappy sniper apparently, and I'm going to roll, what do I do? So which, do you want to shoot one of the undamaged ones or one of the damaged one? Um, I'm going to go for an undamaged one first. So you'll roll your d20. 11. So that puts you in that range. So you get to roll 1d10. I roll a 3. And then you get to add 1. So 4. Oh, actually, you're going to do 5 because you did another, like, the action skill you chose. Okay, or the skill you chose. So... Five damage. Okay, five damage. You hit one in its rib cage and one of its ribs flies off because it's a skeleton. It can't take that much damage. It's a little rib. A bullet's gonna tear that thing apart. So it's it's down one rib. One rib closer to death. Perfect. The skeletons will attack. Actually, no, let's, yeah, let's keep it consistent there. We'll do like one round of combat up top, one round of combat below. The one that Tarquin damaged rushes up to him. It leaps towards Tarquin and does... Oh, gosh. Oh, no! It does It does 22 points of damage. What? <laughs> um, okay. Well, hang on. So did my shield recharge after that little fight I had outside the No. Pub? No? No. No, but you only took three points of damage to your shield. Yeah, that's true. So, so okay, right. So, 17. Yeah, so my shield is gone, and then I lose another five off my actual health, yeah? Yep. Bloody hell. Well, can you just describe what made this attack so successful, please? <laughs> yes. So it gets to do 2d10 damage plus two. Both of the rolls were tens. Wow. Okay, well, so you know what happened there? I saw three skeletons jumping at me, and <laughs> again, I just picked the wrong one to focus on. I it's mean, that was a terrifying sight. Yeah. It was psychological damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it leaps towards you, it slashes at you twice with its bony claws, dealing 22 points of damage. That is fierce. Well, you uh, can forget about that drink now, young man. Oh yeah, this is the one. This is the one that had pushed yeah. it. You thought this was your friend. Absolutely betrayed and shattered. Yep. The other one rushes towards Phaleon and attacks for less damage, seven damage. So Kimmy, you'll take seven damage off of your shields, which brings your shields down to thirteen. 
Got it. The third skeleton goes for you, Mercurius, and does 11 damage. Okay. So that means you should have eight shields, I think, right? Yes, that is correct. That is the top done, and now we go below. Pan camera down, below the earth. And there is a psycho fighting two turrets. So you have two turrets that are about four squares away from you. Okay. Gonna get a little bit closer. So I'm gonna move to... Where are the turrets? Are they just like... They're on the edges. So like you're in the center of the tunnel and about four squares away to your right and to your left are the t- these stone turrets. I'm gonna go to the one that's on the right then. And I'm going to uh, shoot at it, I guess. Go ahead and you have a shotgun, right? Yeah. Okay. So you'll roll your d20 for your accuracy. Uh, 11. So you'll roll two d8. Uh, three and a four. So seven, and then you get to do plus two damage because you're with shotguns if you're within a range of two or less. Nine. There's two skeletons that Nettie had summoned up, and they go to the other turret, and they both attack that turret, dealing nine damage as well. And then Nettie pulls out a pistol and shoots at that same turret that her skeletons are attacking, dealing one additional damage. And then the turrets attack. Oh no! So seven damage to you, Tarquin. Uh, why? Oh, not Tarquin. All the way upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> they shoot, shoot through the ceiling. <laughs> oh, Tarquin's just got a bad luck run here. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> used to Tarquin getting the rond of the deal here. <laughs> seven damage to you, Psycho. <laughs> the other turret obliterates one of the skeletons, which causes it to explode. Some concussive force and some rocks kind of fall from the, from the ceiling and gives just a little bit of a quake to that underground room. It's not super structurally sound. Okay. Back up top to Tarquin, who gets to do his next attack. Unless, peop- unless somebody wants to do something urgent. We'll just go in order. That's how we'll work combat. So, like, we'll go in order from highest to lowest rolls. But if somebody has something what they want to do first, they can jump in first and just say. Okay, so remind me, we've got three left, right? Yep, there's three left. There's th- The one in front of you is the one you damaged. It looks the most damaged as well. Yep. It's one square away. F- it's It's right next to you, so right next to me. Where am I in relation to them? Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good point, though. So, Tarquin would be seven squares across from you. Okay. And then Phaleon would be about four squares to your left. And for Tarquin, Phaleon's four squares to the right. Gotcha. This dude is right in front of me. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, can I, as he's just a mere skeleton, I want to use my bionic arm. Can I just make a grab and, like, try and pull some important bones off him? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just do a melee, I think. Right, so remind, what's that? Is that just my 1d6, my melee do your, Yeah, do your d20 first. Uh, what, is this for accuracy? 
Yeah. 12 total. Okay, so it's just going to do normal damage. So now you roll your d6. Oh my god. <laughs> a one. I got a one. <laughs> and then you still get to add your damage mod too. Oh, okay, right. So that gives me a two total. You grab its hand and pull off a, its pinky finger, half of its pinky finger. Okay, I'm going to put that in my pocket because I've still got the frozen ear of the um, dude from last time. <laughs> You're still carrying around the frozen ear of, of NPC, Nathaniel yeah. Pierce Coogan. That's the one. Oh, he's a collector. <laughs> I've got myself a skeleton's pinky. Oh, nice. Kyle, or uh, Mercurius. Yes. You I, I see that Tarquin took a lot of damage on that last round, so I'm going to try and approach him. How close can I get? So what's your speed? My speed... Your... Yeah, yeah, I have movement, three plus two, zero miscellaneous, so five total. I can move five squares. Well, I'll get as close as I can, and then I think I would like to go ahead and use my action skill just for good measure, just to try it out this first round. Ooh, okay, okay. So we're gonna make the phone call and say, Pancake, get in here. Mercurius rises magically into the air and all of a sudden a robot forms around him magically. You know, blue light is shining and he is inside this mech now, this big giant metal golem essentially. Yeah. He is summoned and he is controlling. All right, so I still have, uh, I've moved and I've summoned, I still have one more action? Well, yeah, yeah, you can attack with it once when you... Okay, gotcha. So that is different from my gun. Yeah, Yeah, because you're going to use your mini gun, right? Yes. And that is 1d6 to all enemies within three squares in front, minus one fuel cost. Accuracy for that? Yeah, roll your accuracy. 16. And then you get plus one. I see accuracy plus one is right there. Very cool. So now that reduces your fuel. It makes it you more fuel efficient. Okay, I see that. The nine to 16 is normal fuel. Yeah. So instead, what's your, let's see. So normally this would cost you three, but now it'll only cost you two fuel. Lovely. And now you roll your one D six. Yep. That's a five. That is enough to kill the skeleton in front of Tarquin. That skeleton explodes and knocks Tarquin a little bit, and he feels an explosion in his pocket a little bit as the pinky oh, explodes. The pinky, oh. oh. <laughs> but thank you, sir. Remind me to buy you a drink. All right, <laughs> got your back. Did you put that pinky in the same pocket as as uh, your frozen? Oh, you're not trying to blow up his ear too. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a, I have a special, like, pouch that all my treasure my uh, trophies go in okay so i'm gonna say that put a hole in your pouch so this frozen ear falls onto the ground nice uh Phelion, your turn i think i'm gonna try using pigeon oh you can use pigeon every turn i forgot to say that okay so every single turn you can have pigeon attack somebody for 1d4 damage so this turn you can We'll just say the first round, Pigeon wasn't ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, he was upset about the sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did Pigeon ever get a sweater? Or No. It's being custom made. <sighs> he was getting measured. Eyeballed. He didn't get a, an accurate measurement. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out. That's 
He was busy in the tailor shop, right? Yeah, what do you want to do? Do you want Pigeon to attack first? Yes, I do. Okay, the one in front of you? Yep. So you just roll your d4. Is that the triangle one? Yeah. I got a one. Okay, but it does plus three, so it does four, because you've buffed up your bird. It darts inside of its rib cage and just buzzes around with its little sharp beak hitting the insides of its ribs and cracking them. A couple of them chip away, but the skeleton is still standing. And then it darts out. It's outside of the skeleton's rib cage now, okay? It's it's fine. It, you can shoot at it. It won't hurt. Oh, good. So now you can do another attack or something. Oh, okay. I will use my crappy sniper again, I guess. Am I farther away from one of the skeletons? Yeah, there's the one that was attacking Mercurius, and that one is about four squares to your right. Okay, I'll I'll shoot at that one. And then I roll... A d20. I got a vault symbol. Oh, that's a 20. Okay, I rolled a 20. So that means you're going to do double damage. All right. So now you'll roll you'll roll 1d10 and 1d12. Okay, I know what those are. <laughs> I roll a 7 and an 11. So 18, 36 points of damage because you get to deal double damage. Woohoo! Let's go. That skeleton, you hit it right in the skull. It ricochets and goes down its spine and just blows up its spine and the skeleton also explodes doing a little concussive force. Matt feels a little shaking from above and more rocks start falling down slightly behind him. Oh boy. And now that one skeleton is going to attack Thaleon and it will do four points of damage. The combat round is finished. Anyone who didn't take damage gets to recover five shields. Down below, we've got the Psycho. I think I'm gonna do my action skill too. Where do you store your buzz axe, by the way? Is it on your back or like holstered like a gun on your side? Uh, I think, yeah, I think I keep it like on my belt. Say, I have my shotgun too that I think I keep on my back. The buzz axe rampage says Psycho puts away their gun gains extra movement and takes out their buzz axe for two turns. Each turn, Psycho can make a melee attack against an adjacent target and a ranged attack as they throw their axe up to four squares away. So you can do a melee and throw your axe. So I think I'm going to throw my axe at the turret that I'm not close to, the one on the left. Do I have to roll for that? Yes. Well, no, you just, you're just going to roll 3d8. 10. So the one that the skeletons are, or the ones, there's one skeleton by it. You throw this buzz axe, which is an axe, but with a buzz saw on it. And it lands right on the turret and it splits it right in two and, and it just crumbles down. So you killed it. Yeah. Do I get that plus uh, a melee attack? Yep. So now you can do a melee attack. Okay. So for that one, I think I'm going to try to rip apart the one that I'm standing next to. I have the breacher trait. Gives me plus five on strength and racked checks. That would be different. Like, that would be... be different. 
Yeah, and strength interact would be like trying to pull open a door, or okay. you could say trying to tear up this thing apart. Um, but you wouldn't be doing like melee damage, so it would be doing that instead of. But you can do either way. Okay, I'll do that then. Instead of doing the melee damage, I'm gonna try to rip it apart. Just rip it out of the ground. Go ahead and roll a d20. Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't you describe how you tear this this stone turret apart? I don't know. What do they look like? A column with a little bit of a gun type shape at the top where it'll shoot bullets out of. Oh, wait. You know, like hiking. That's a good description. When you go hiking and there's the... Oh, what do you call those? Cairn. The markers? Cairn. Cairn, yeah. It looks kind of like a cairn with a with a rock gun at the top. I think I kind of just like squat down and uh, grab, kind of like wrap my arms around it and then like pull up as hard as I can and try and like throw it behind me. Okay, you do that. It uproots, goes behind you, hits the ground and, and the rocks just fly everywhere. It's destroyed. Okay. There's the one skeleton left with you, and Nettie walks up to you and says, I'm glad that Don told us to bring you. You're going to do great around here. And now we go back to the surface. We, there's just one skeleton left. One skeleton left. It's about four squares to your right. Right. Just like all the good movies, I'm having an existential crisis. Time slows down. I'm sitting on my ass. I've got this big mech dude that's just rescued me. And I'm surrounded by all my treasures, which have spilled out of my pouch. I'm a mess. I'm like, what's going on? What have I done with my life? I'm Tarquin Britstone. I'm better than this. Time to sober up. Time to get this done. So I notice that while my new friend over there is in his big robot, he's left his skag unattended. So first, I'm going to pick up my frozen ear and I'm going to wave it and get the skag's attention. I'm just going to say that happens. Yeah, the skag sees it and gets really excited. You can tell. So now I am going to throw the ear at the remaining skeleton with the aim of uh, getting the skag to attack the skeleton. <laughs> Perfect. Let's just roll your accuracy. Um, no, oh, God. Ten total. Okay, well, I'm going to say that works. It's not like it's not that far of a throw. Really, you just need it close to it. So you get it. You throw the ear to the foot of the skeleton. The skag is so excited. It goes and runs and just plows through the skeleton to get to the ear. It puts the ear in its mouth and eats it up. Roll, let's say, a D8. It's a one. <laughs> oh, no. Just call me Tark One. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, well, the skeleton's on the ground. It's got to get up. So it's it's in a vulnerable position right now. I'm just going to turn to the other two and be like, I've done all I can, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still somewhat wasted. <laughs> Although, really, that's not on you. That's on the, that's on the skag. Yeah, what are you, couldn't you have got a better skag? <laughs> <laughs> that's not even my skag. It's, well, yeah, you're right, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's right in front of Phaleon. Your mech is facing towards Tarquin. Why don't we give yeah. Phaleon this, this action here? 
Okay, so I send pigeon, right? Because I can do that every turn. So I roll my d4. I got a four plus three, so seven. Pigeon dives down, goes straight through the thing's skull, right as the skeleton is reaching up to try and grab you. And it grabs you, Phaleon, and pulls you right as it's dying, and you get kind of thrown into the street. Uh, but it dies, and it explodes, which shakes the ground. All of the skeletons are dealt with. Great job. Dun, 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 dun. Well done, everyone. Good team. Good teamwork. GG's. <laughs> the blue shield that was protecting the door comes down. It dissipates. And he comes out of the doorway. You can now see that he's like all in a white, very nice looking shirt and pants and gold trim everywhere. He says, great job. I thank you so does much. Does he have nice me. hair? He what? does. Actually, does he he's, nice got, hair? he's got graying hair, but it's well done. Okay, okay. The little silver fox thing going on. Yeah, he's he's a real silver fox. <laughs> he says, well, I guess I need to pay you guys. And, and as he's saying that, the ground starts to rumble, crumble, fall. A hole opens up and you all fall into the earth. You get swallowed into the earth. Okay, so you're all going to roll a d20, except for Matt. 11 total. Not 20. I got 15. Mercurius is still in his mech, and it just lands straight down. Doesn't even stumble. It's it's like this thing was built for jumping off cliffs and, and not being shaken at all. Tarquin has a little bit of a stumble, but overall, not that bad. Nothing, no damage or anything. Whew. Does Pigeon follow you down in the hole since he's flying? Yes, of course Pigeon follows me. Okay, Pigeon follows you everywhere. So Pigeon comes flying down. You do like the superhero landing, right? Like on the rubble. You come down and you land like crouched with one leg out. And then you look up and Pigeon comes right over your shoulder. (laughs) And it's this really cool scene. Very cinematic. It's definitely going in the trailer for the movie. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle of the Episode. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are enjoying the show and you want to interact with us, you can go to almost any social media platform. We are at FF Adventure Co. Twitter is probably our most active. A lot of the music for this episode was done by Kyle, who plays Mercurius. You can find a lot more of his music on SoundCloud and YouTube at Mecha Mac Music, including our awesome theme that he wrote for the podcast, Vault Hunter. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, we hope you'll take the time to go rate and review the podcast. That means the world to us. Sharing it on social media, telling your friends, your family, your foes about it. That helps us a lot. Now that that's all out of the way, enjoy the rest of the show. In front of you is a woman, a skeleton, and a psycho. Is there anything distinguishable between evil skeletons that we've just killed and skeletons summoned by that lady. No, there is not. Okay, so my, my gut instinct upon seeing the skeleton is going to be to raise raise my raise my gun. Nettie turns around. They all turn I mean, do you turn around? Psycho? Uh, yes. I thought I was already facing them, but... Oh, no, they're yeah. behind you. Okay, yeah. then, yeah, I do. So you all see each other. And Nettie turns around, the skeleton turns around, she goes, so you're the ones that are killing my skeletons up top. 
your skeletons were attacking an innocent man's house, you bitch. <laughs> I don't appreciate being called that. She summons another skeleton, and this one's got a blue shine to it. It's a little bit of a special skeleton, and sends it after you, uh, and the other skeleton starts to attack. She tells the psycho, says, take care of these fools. I'm going to go on ahead, and she runs further down the tunnel. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yikes. That's all right. Combat's fun, right? <laughs> so now you're going to roll another initiative roll. 18. Five. I also got five. I think I got 18. Wow. All, it's all ties. Mercurius and Phaleon yeah. and Tarquin. And... So Phaleon and Mercurius are going to go first. Is, do I still have my mech? Yes, you're still in your mech. It's still there. Do you care if I soften them up a bit with minigun? Do it. All right. So real accuracy for fuel cost is 16. That is normal fuel. You get a plus one to your accuracy as well. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so 17. So that means it only costs two fuel. And I rolled uh, one for damage. <laughs> I'm spraying and praying here. I can't see very good. <laughs> So I used three fuel on the upstairs battle and three more down here? Uh, it's right? actually only two. Oh, it's two, okay. Yeah. Okay, just gonna keep track of my fuel here. Okay, so you spray bullets and it's not very accurate at this point. <laughs> you deal one damage to each one, to both of the skeletons. Very good. But one of them has a blue shine, so it like just kind of deflects. You can tell it's using shields. Ah, oh, that's good. That's good information. Now it's failing. Or was there anything else? Oh, you get two attacks using the mech. By the way, on your oh. first, I'm gonna say on your when you first summon it, you summon it, and then you get one attack, and then every other turn you get two attacks with the mech. That makes sense. I'm seeing two attacks here, but summoning it would make sense to count for a, a move. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're still we're still just hosing them down, I suppose. Let's see if my eyes are adjusting. That's a two, so very expensive. <laughs> so now, yeah, that'll cost four fuel instead. Okay, and I rolled another one. <laughs> oh. You got too close to Tarquin. Okay, Phaleon, your turn. I think I'm going to. How close am I to the blue one? Uh, it's about. Four squares away. Can I use my skill? My... Yes. Yeah, your action skill? Yes. Choose which element, fire or electric. Electric will be better against shields. Okay, I'm going to choose electric then, or shock. You hold out your hand and grasp it, and as soon as you clench your fist, Pigeon bursts into electricity again. Frizzing of electricity just coming out of it. it. It speeds up even faster and it goes and dives at this blue skeleton. Okay, so do I roll 2d6? So I got a 1 and a 5. So 6. Do I add the 3? Yep. So 9. The blue extinguishes from the skeleton, it just kind of bursts out and dissolves into the air. And then it flinches as well as it takes a little bit of damage past the shield. Good job, Pigeon. That was great. 
Now, that blue skeleton, well, the former, the skeleton formerly blue, is going to move and attack you, Phaleon. Five points of damage. Wow. It punches you for five damage. And then the other skeleton is going to go after the mech. And it's going to leap towards the mech. Oof. 16 points of damage. Oh, my poor baby. <laughs> These leaps are dangerous. I only have 15 armor. Does that de-summon oh, my mech? Oh, yep. It does. Oh, well, there you go. We had a good run. Your mech shines in a blue light, mesmerizing the psycho. The psycho, this is crazy to you. You've never seen anything like this. The mech disappears, dissolves in that blue light, and out of the mech, out of this giant golem before you, stands a man. This looks like some really cool magic to you. Also, when the siren clenched her fist and made this bird turn electric, that was very magical to you as well. Right. Which seems to you, at this point, that there's two people who know magic in this group. Right. These are... Okay, yeah, so these must be like the professors. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Orientation's done, and now it's time to learn. <laughs> so, I, it's your turn now. Okay. What do you want to do? I think since they are attacking the skeletons, and I kind of, you know, see them as like, oh, this is part of the becoming a wizard, that I am also going to start attacking the skeletons. Sweet. Okay, so there's the one skeleton that's just three squares away from you. Oh, wait, there are two skeletons. Sorry. There's the one in front of Mercurius, who just came out of the mech, and then there's the one attacking Phaleon, who summoned, who made her bird turn electrical. So both of them are like magical figures to you. Yeah. Which one do you want to attack? Uh, which one's closer? That would be the mech. Okay, I'll go. Or not, Mercurius, yeah. Right. The classy-looking gentleman. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, go for that one, then. So roll your d20. That is 19. So you get 1d8 and 1d12. Uh, that's a 6 and a 7. And then your damage mod as well. So 14 total. Whoa! Okay, you shoot it, and it crumbles to the ground. You beat that skeleton. And I yell, I hope you're proud of me. <laughs> nice. How do you all react to this? I think I'm just going to shout a quick, you know, like, whose side are you on? I think I'm just going to yell, like, start yelling, magic, magic, magic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's great. That's good enough for me. <laughs> Tarquin. Is there any way, can I do some sort of insight check to see if I can work out what's going on with this psycho. Yeah, you can do an insight. Okay, in that case 12 total. You get the feeling that he's not on anybody's side he's just excited by magic. You kind of, you especially as an outside observer notice that when the mech disappeared he got kind of excited by that. When Phaleon 
made her bird electrical, he was excited by that and drawn to the magic. Yeah, okay. In that case, I'm gonna just do a quick... All right, if you continue to help us take out this last skeleton, we'll show you more magic. So there you go, I've promised him more magic. Uh, and I'm just going to use my rifle then to take a shot at the last... Uh, it's the one in front of Phaleon, right? Yeah, and it's three squares away from you. Booyah! So, let's go. And, so, oh my god, I got a one! Oh, oh. no! <laughs> <laughs> it's still so drunk! Why? Oh, you yeah. Guys, I think next turn I'm just going to sit in the corner. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, man. All right, you miss. <laughs> yeah. You shoot. Actually, it's even cooler than that. You shoot, and it goes through its rib cage, like the space between its ribs. Yeah. It's just like, that's your type of bad luck. I'm going to look at my rifle and go, I, I, I think it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we go back to Phaleon. Oh, anybody that didn't take damage gets five health back. Or five shields. Five shields. Did anyone take a hit that turn? Uh, I didn't. Just your robot. Old pancake. You know, I'm glad. I was considering that name for my character, so I'm glad I didn't go with that. Wait, were you really? Yeah. Oh my god, what are the odds? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm gonna send. Because he's close to me, right? The skeleton's close to me. It's one square away from you. Alright, I'm just gonna send Pigeon because he's doing a great job. And Pigeon is still electrical. Oh, he is? Yep, it lasts for two turns. So do I do two D6s again? Yes. So I got three, five, eight. It's starting to crack. The skeleton's cracking. It's stumbling a little bit. And that is actually Pigeon's action, so you still can do an attack as well. So I only have the crappy sniper, right? Yes. But I'm too close. Well, you can still shoot, you just don't get that accuracy bonus. Okay, so I will try and shoot the skeleton. Which dice do I roll? So first do your d20. Okay. Um, It's a bomb, so I think Uh, I didn't do very well. Yeah. So you take aim to shoot and miss as well. Okay. That's embarrassing. Welcome to the club. Welcome to my club. (laughs) (laughs) The Tarquin luck is rubbing off on everybody. Oh dear. Mercurius, you are oh. now out of your turret, or out of your mech. What? Oh boy. How close am I to this thing? About two squares. Two squares, okay. I don't think I want to move in for melee because I'm not great at melee. I'll just go ahead, take a knee, and uh, pop off a few rounds into this guy. I'm looking at 13 plus two, 15 accuracy. Uh, puts me 3d6. 11. And then you get a plus your damage mod as well. Plus 1, so 12 total. Ooh. That was exactly Yay. what you needed, actually. Landed so some hits. You fire off a couple of rounds, and you defeat this skeleton. It shatters to the ground, dust in the wind. Pile of bones. Combat is now done. You, you finished them all off. All right. You got this psycho left by you who doesn't seem to be attacking you or anything, just seems more entranced by Mercurius and Phaleon. Yes, yeah. oh, and, and and we've promised to show him some magic. Uh, I'm over trying to, like, summon something. 
<laughs> I'll do I'll do the uh, the the this. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> you have to describe that for the listeners. Oh, I, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. We're, this is a podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so I make two circles with my hands, put them behind my head, and when they come out, they are interlocked rings. I think I am uh, just absolutely <laughs> amazed by that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. It's great being a wizard. Yeah. And then I try <laughs> I try to start doing it, and I, I can't even figure out how to like put my fingers together or anything. Oh, this poor guy. <laughs> I don't know, I like him. Can we keep him? <laughs> it's probably safer to keep him where we can see him. Uh, uh, Faye, what do you think? I think we should keep him. I think he's he might be on our side if we keep doing magic. Now, you guys don't actually know each other at this point. Oh, that's right. You don't even know each other's names. I know you just dropped her name, but... Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe she's got like a necklace with it on, or uh, you know. Yeah, I just have this huge gaudy necklace with my name on it. <laughs> awesome. Done in rhinestones on the back of your jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she got a bedazzler for Mercenary Day and just went overboard. I've decided that my character is just going to call everybody Professor. So. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> From the top of the hole, the same guy who was asking you to take care of the skeleton said, somebody's breaking in from below into my vault. Why don't you go take care of them? I'll double the double the price. I'm, I'm game if you guys are. All right, yeah. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Let's shoot more <laughs> skeletons. <laughs> so we should, which way did, what's the face, Nettie? Is that her name? Yeah, which yeah. way did she run? She ran down the... One direction of the tunnel, I guess, west. I guess we should follow her, right? Yeah. So as you travel down that direction, you get to where you would be underneath underneath the building that the guy is telling you to take care of, or you know, and there's a hole. The psycho would recognize it. It's the same type of hole that formed at the prison, at the jail cell. I'm gonna turn to the psycho and ask, what other magic can that woman do? Do I have bones? I feel like a, a psycho might just have like random bones in their pockets. <laughs> so I, yeah, I pull, out, pull out bones out of my pockets and throw them like confetti. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good information. Oh, there's a rope, by the way, for her to get climb up and down this hole. Ah. Oh, I've got a plan, right? She ran off before the psycho joined our side, right? Why don't we send the psycho up and he can pretend that he's dispatched of us and then we can get the drop on her? Brilliant. Love it. If that's okay with you, Mr. Psycho. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll go along with anything. <laughs> this, is a, this is a school assignment as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> All right, and he's getting straight A's so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Top of the class, I'd say. That's right. Extra credit for this. <laughs> So is the psycho going up the rope then? Yeah, I'll go up the rope. Do you want to, I guess, before you go up, are you explaining to the psycho how to do it or what you want? I, oh, yeah, I suppose. Are you all going to go up the rope and then, like, have the psycho find her and I don't know what? Well, I don't think we should all go up the rope because if she's 
what if she's just in that room directly up there? We don't want her to see us. Okay, can we... Who's got the best talk modifier? Could we maybe try and explain to the psycho what we want? And I've got two. I've got a minus one, so I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, um, a one. Okay, so what I'm going to do here is you'll explain what you want to do and then roll a talk check and then the psycho will roll an insight check to see how close okay see how close the plan's gonna go to how it's laid out yeah (laughs) okay so oh i should have rolled after shouldn't i that's fine what'd you get okay 15 okay go ahead and explain Um, okay so what we're gonna have you do is climb that rope uh let us know if the coast is clear and we can come up there and lay in wait up top then go find that woman and let her know that you have dispatched us so that we can get the drop on her. Now roll an insight check. Uh, that's a six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you nod like you understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I, t- I totally get it. All right. So you climb the rope. And in that room, Nettie is opening boxes and grabbing equipment, guns out of there. All right. I think I'm going to walk up to her and say, all meat pies. <laughs> she turns around. What? Did are you made them meat pies? Are they dead? Uh, I think I just kind of like shrug. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yes or no question. Listen, bud, you got to help me out here. I, where my my skeletons are gone, I felt them die. But what happened to the others? Did you take care of them? Uh, magic again. <laughs> <sighs> she says, okay, grab some guns, help me carry them out of here. She has two other skeletons that come up from behind a shelf and are carrying guns as well. Okay, I'll help her do that then. Wait, what was the... I forgot what the plan was. I'm just supposed to tell her that the other people were gone. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect that you forgot, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about what you understood of it. Yeah. <laughs> she goes to the hole to send the skeletons down first because she's not sure if their people are down there. Are you guys just, like, laying in wait down there? Are you hiding behind anything? There's not a lot to hide behind, some rubble or whatever. I'm going to be crouched in the corner with my gun trained on the hole. All right, I suppose I'll suppose i be nearby, just doing what he's doing. I'm just standing by them, just waiting with Pigeon. So a skeleton drops down below, and it doesn't notice you guys. The other one drops down, because they're more focused on carrying the, the guns out. And then up top, Nettie motions to the psycho to go down. Okay, I go down. You drop down with carrying your guns. Yep. She pokes her head out and looks around and doesn't see any trouble and starts to slide down. Well, this isn't going exactly to plan, but I think this is advantageous. It's like dark in the tunnel. So, you know, I think she's she just can't see you in the shadows on the edges of the tunnel. Ain't very good. Okay, well, this dude is not going to pay our reward if we let them escape with all his stuff, right? No. So I guess, do we? are we in combat mode? We're not in combat mode. No, you guys could ambush her. So they start walking. I guess I should just keep describing things until you interrupt me to attack. 
So I'll do that. So she starts leading the way back towards where you guys came from. So she's heading back that direction with the skeletons. And she starts talking to the psycho. Mm. You did good. I don't I don't see their bodies anywhere. Did you eat them or something? I'm going to shoot the skeleton's legs. If it can't walk, it can't carry away the treasure. There you go. <laughs> come on, guys. Pray for not a one. You got this. RN Jesus, come on. It's a two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've got a two accuracy mod, so that's a four. You also have the plus three accuracy because it's further away than three squares from you. Oh, okay. So wait, hang on. That makes me four, five, six, seven. Oh, that's still... Okay. No. Yeah, so you can... Okay, so but I'm in the middle one, so that's just one one hit. Yep, one D10. One D10. Oh, well, it's a nine, but with my plus one damage mod, that makes it a ten, right? Yeah. So you shoot the legs. It breaks the leg. And the skeleton falls to the ground and the guns it was holding collapse. Nettie starts running with the guns. And as soon as she passes a certain point, the earth starts to shake. And a golem comes up from the ground, a giant golem. And it smashes the one skeleton that you just injured, grabs the other skeleton and crushes it in its hands, turning it to dust. So there's a giant stone golem that just crushed everything. That was right, that one's not mine, guys. So wait, did she summon it and it killed her own skeletons? I roll an insight check. Everybody can roll an insight check. Nineteen. Ooh. Okay. Twelve. Huh, don't matter. <laughs> Six. Par for the course. <laughs> Seventeen. So both of you, Tarquin and Phaleon, notice that when. She passed where the building would end. That's when the golem summoned. So I think it's a defense mechanism from the dude's house, right? It's not her. That's what you gather. So presumably, because she's still carrying guns, right? If we're not carrying any of the treasure, maybe it will leave us alone. Who wants to risk trying to sneak past it? Stands to reason. I am. I'm up. I'm game. <laughs> I will do anything that you guys tell me to do, too, so... <laughs> You're you still holding see? guns. Oh, that's right, that's right. Who's got the best sneak out of uh, us three not holding guns? I've got a two modifier. I've only got one. I think I have three. I think that's what it... Ooh. Yeah, you have three. I reckon, Phaleon, you should probably... Tr- you've got the best chance of sneaking past the golem, maybe. All right, I'll take one for the team. I'll try and sneak. I got a nine plus my three. Well, it's more focused on the psycho because the psycho is holding the guns. So oh, no. you are able to sneak by, but you do notice that your newly maybe friend is the next tar- is going to be its next target because it's because the psycho is holding the guns. I noticed that. I'm yeah. really excited about that, by the way. <laughs> I I'm so excited about this uh, stone golem coming closer to me. Because <laughs> it was magical. Yeah. I guess I'm going to try and get the psycho to drop the guns. I reckon. Okay, I yell at him. Psycho, you need to drop the guns, and I'll show you more magic. Okay. Yeah, I, I dropped the gun. Well, I put the guns carefully down. <laughs> <laughs> The golem sort of eases, but is more focused now on the 
Nettie, who's running away, the necromancer. I would like to try and slow her down, maybe take a couple pot shots. Uh, how far is she? Do I need to approach first? She's probably like 10 squares away at this point. Okay. My effective range is six, but I can move five. Ooh, there you if go. We're, are we in combat? I mean... No, you're not in combat. She's running away. So I will run after her, my five spaces, get her to, I guess, five spaces away, right? Yeah. And then take take a shot at her feet, her legs, her slower down. That's my goal. That's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Plus your accuracy, right? Plus my accuracy is two. That's six. Hey, that's one D6 at least. Three. Three damage. Oh, three plus one. I'm sorry. Uh, four. You hit her, which startles her. And, I mean, it's painful. Even you've just getting shot in general is painful. Uh, Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> and she drops a couple of the guns. Still has like two or three of them. And she just keeps running. So she's getting further away. Okay, logically, geography-wise, hang on, right, so we've got the dude's vault, and then there's a hole in that into the tunnels. Yeah. Is she running back towards where the roof of the tunnel collapsed and we fell down? Yeah, so she's prob- she's just past that hole, I would say. And then from there, because her and the psycho, they came from the prison, yeah? Yeah, that's a ways away, though. Okay, but is it just straight tunnel with no branches off? Yeah, yeah, it's just a straight tunnel. It gets darker after that, so she might disappear into the darkness. Okay, oi, Psycho, where does that tunnel lead? Do I know where it leads? Well, you were sitting in an orientation room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, you don't even know it yeah. as a prison. So I, I, I just say, <laughs> it goes to magic school. <laughs> right. I guess we just need to chase her then. <laughs> oh, Magical siren lady, who we've not been introduced to yet, officially. Can your hummingbird, like, fly ahead? Probably. I'm just thinking that the hummingbird will be quicker than us, so maybe he can catch her first and, like, shock the shit out of her or something. Yeah, let's do it. What is your instruction to to Pigeon? My instruction is to go and hit the lady and try and stop her. Go ahead and roll a d4. It's not magical anymore. It's not infused anymore. I roll a three plus my three, so six. So it starts pecking at her all over. She drops the other guns and starts swiping at Pigeon, kind of bats it away, and then just sprints even faster now that she's not holding any guns to escape. And she disappears into the darkness. But she's dropped all of the guns. She didn't get away with anything. What does the golem do now that she's dropped the guns? Looks at the psycho, still a little cautious, but then from the hole... The guy pokes his head down and says, is that guy with you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then he pushes a button on his wrist and the golem dissolves into into rocks again. I burst into tears when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Is he okay? Uh, he'll, he'll be all right. It's it's all good, pal. I'll, I'll give him a pat on the back, try and console him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, come on up. Come on up. I'll give you your payment. Bring those guns with you. Okay, well, we pick up some guns and follow him into the house, I guess. So you guys brought all the guns back. As you get in there, you're like in the vault. Other people are more observant, so you guys notice the that it's like an armory. So there's a lot of guns in there. It, it seems like a doomsday type thing almost, but it's a stock room. 
Uh, and he leads you outside of the vault and to the storefront. It's a store. In the storefront, there's there's weapons, and the guy is obviously an arms dealer to you. What's your name, mate? I'm Amir. It's good to meet you. Who are you guys? Who do I owe the pleasure of to? I'm going to strike a pose. The dramatic music's going to play, and I'm going to launch into my I'm Tarquin Britstone. I used to have it all, etc., etc., etc. speech. <laughs> Very well practiced. <laughs> he says, you know what? I've actually heard of you, my friend. Oh, my God, you have? Yes. <laughs> a friend of mine told me that you went on an adventure for him, and then you you took what he sent you to to get... But he was fine oh. with it because he told you you could keep it from the beginning. <laughs> you don't know Marcus, do you? Yes, yes, he's a friend of mine. That was all just a big misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine with it. He told you you could keep it. Good. But he said that it was one of the most awkward interactions he's ever had because you guys lied about it and then went off into the sunset. Yeah, sorry about that. If you see him again, will you just say that, you know, my bad? I'll, I'll let him know. Hey, you're all right by me, though, friend. You you took care of some skeletons. I recognize you now that you're closer, and I feel bad because you were asking about the wizard's wand, and last I knew, you had it. Yeah, things went a bit tits up there, mate. I heard that you and your band of your ragtag gang of friends had a falling out, but... I, I Nobody knows really what happened. All I remember is uh, we were celebrating a real big win. I had a little bit too many quadruple sex. And when I woke up in the morning, my head was pounding. My wand was gone. My friends were gone. My life was ruined. Oh, that's a sad story. Why were they trying to rob you? Well, I'm, a, I'm an arms dealer. So I've got a business where I supply people with guns. Huh, that's what arms dealers do, huh? And I used to supply them with guns, but then they crossed me. And I told them that until they made it right with me, I wouldn't give them guns anymore. So do you know who that woman was? Yeah, that was Nettie. And she works for the Don of the Mafia here in Geohold. We've just been having some real problems. We used to have a very mutually beneficial relationship, but Mr. Key, he crossed me. He sent some people to, to steal from me and got caught, and now he's still trying to steal from me. My final question, Amir, by aligning ourselves with you, are we going to be on the Mafia's hit list now? Yeah, there's a good chance. Cool. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, I have more connections and more guns and more money than they do. You are in good company with me, my friend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake his hand. <laughs> he shakes your hand heartily. With my real hand, my real arm as well. That's how much, that's how impressed Ooh, I am. Some skin-to-skin -skin contact. Yep. <laughs> he respects the notion. Anyway, I'm sorry, I hijacked the conversation. No one else got to introduce themselves. <laughs> so now, now I'm just going to busy myself by looking around the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, who are you other folk? Mercurius, ex-lawyer, current adventurer. Hi, how you doing? Shake, shake your hand. He shakes your hand right back. Thank you, and he hands you 40 gold. Ah, much, much obliged. Did he hand me 40 gold? He then tosses you 20 gold because he says, I can't double the price of, of giving you information on the wizard's wand, but I'll get you the wizard's wand information. 
Excellent. Cheers, boss. I'm Phelion, and this is my hummingbird pigeon. Oh, I see a siren in my presence. What an honor. I have only met a few of your kind in my time. As many rare and fine armaments that I collect, I, I don't get to see many of you. Here you go. He gives you your 40 gold. Thanks. Looks at the psycho. I think that I have found like a newspaper or something and like folded a hat. <laughs> and just I just show it to him and say like, I made a wizard hat. <laughs> he goes, oh, yes, you have, my friend. And he grabs the hat and he puts it on your head. He says, you're such a good boy, aren't you? He looks can at we, you. What? Can we call him Good Boy? Can that be his name now? Good Boy. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Amir says, psychos generally are idiots. And quick to temper and murderous and blood rage, just murder machines, really. So it's, it's fascinating that this one seems to be taking a shine to you guys. And then I say, kind of behind him, I say, I've killed 16 people. He really is a good boy. That's very good. <laughs> from what I saw from my hiding hole, yes, I was hiding, watching, waiting to see if I could help in some way, but make sure you guys got the job done, was that he he likes you all, and I think that he'll follow you. Do you all want to do more jobs for me? I can pay you. Should we, should we have a little side huddle and discuss? Yeah, yeah. Huddle's good. We'll come to Jesus meeting. Okay. Sad violin music plays. Guys, I just want to say that fighting together with you guys made me feel alive again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I mean, I, I had a good time too. That was, that was a blast. Let's, uh, I'm down to keep keep it up. I'm, I'm just a merc, you know? Let's, uh, let's keep working. I, yeah, I have nothing else to do. I'm just waiting on a hummingbird sweater, so I'm down. <laughs> a hummingbird sweater. Yeah. For Pigeon, of course. Oh, for Pigeon. God, that's going to be confusing. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, good boy? Do you want to join us? I mean, do you want to do more magic classes with us? Is Is this my acceptance letter? I tell you what. We'll we'll all sign it for you, and that means that's your acceptance uh, certificate. <laughs> right, and we can have Pigeon deliver it like an owl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I nod then. Yeah, good boy. Hands Tarquin the the paper, and does everybody sign it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are you going to have Pigeon deliver it? I give it to Pigeon. All right, Pigeon grabs the paper and flutters over to Good Boy and gives the paper back. I get really excited about that, I guess. (laughs) Nice. You all feel like this will, this is like a bonding moment for, it's almost like a contract of this psycho is now your friend. (laughs) More more like a mentee. You're a wizard, good boy. <laughs> so he Amir goes, "All right, it sounds like you guys are in, right?" He was listening. This room isn't that big. I I've got ears everywhere. I don't even need my listening magical items. I can hear you. You didn't go that far away from me. <laughs> we didn't spend, we weren't whispering, huh? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think we're in. Yeah, you got yourself a a group of uh, I don't know what are we? 
<laughs> you got yourself a team. Guns for hire. <laughs> yes. Vault hunters. There you go. Oh, he doesn't have to pay uh, the psycho anything. <laughs> oh, he didn't make a note <laughs> the psycho. He gave me the he gave me the hat. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my most prized possession now. <laughs> Amir smiles and says, "I think we're all going to be good friends here, but." Be friends or be foe. Your gold is good at Adventure Co. Vault Hunters.